Hi everyone, I'm Emily. And I'm Vince. And this is The Lighthouse Lowdown. The name of my lighthouse today is so close to the name of another lighthouse that has like four different names. Okay. I'm curious about the other one that has four names and the one you're talking about. And are you skipping a buoy? No, I haven't. It's just the first thing I thought of. I looked at my notes because originally I wrote it like the other lighthouse. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's not right. It's not uh, Torlitis. 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 I hope anyone knows what we're talking about. uh, Yeah, well. They care about us at all. They would have listened to our last. <laughs> if you listen to the last episode. But anyway, the other lighthouse is on my list. My list is like 15 lighthouses long now. So Whoa. it's getting a little out of Whoa. control. You're longer than mine. I've got like That's three or four. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. All right. And continuing. Um, right, we have a, uh, not that anyone cares, but just for <laughs> trivia, we have a pre-flight checklist that I came up with to help us make sure we've got everything ready before we hit record and yeah, start talking to you all. Because last time we didn't uh, record our screen for yep. YouTube, yep. and so it was just like a disaster. Yeah, it makes it, makes it more difficult. But um, number one thing on the pre-flight checklist is coffee. Mm-hmm. So just so you all know, yeah. it's very critical to our- We're staying on brand. To our brand. That's right. <laughs> you don't want to hear us without coffee. I only just started sipping, so it's kind of what it is. <laughs> so what's the buoy for today? All right. History buoy is Rip Rap, because we haven't officially covered that, and that's the name of our studio. We didn't? No. Whoa. So maybe we should talk about it so that... Um, we talked about it in um, our... Oh gosh... Our trivia episode. It was one of the questions. Okay. One of the... With Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. So I've mentioned what the definition is, but haven't gone into detail. Um, so it's rip rap. There's no space in between. If you're American, if you're British, then there is a space in between. Wow. <laughs> if you're also... If you're British, which is relevant to our episode today, uh, it can also be called shot rock, rock armor, or rubble. Rock armor is awesome. I like all of those words. Yeah, I think rock armor is the Shot rock. Spelled with a U because we're British. So how do you spell riprap in English, in American English? R-I-P-R-A-P. Okay, so it's not rap with a W-R-A-P. No. It's rap as in Tupac and Biggie. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Uh, It's... So riprap is just human-placed rock or other material that's used to protect shorelines, bridges, streams, or other infrastructure against water erosion. So obviously that comes into play a lot with lighthouses because they're often on the coast, sometimes in the water, and riprap is super important mm-hmm. when they're actually in the water. Common materials for this are granite, concrete, well, granite and usually concrete, and they either do it like modular pieces that they make to be riprap or they just turn like waste concrete from construction into rubble and then use that nice i have pictures of all of these so go to our youtube so you can see what i'm talking about i I don't have it up yet but i will yeah no that's cool (laughs) i um that's interesting i looked up riprap a while ago i don't recall why i looked it up but I found in my search, I had to look at lighthouse riprap to figure it out because riprap is also used for construction and uh, landscaping term for the mm-hmm. same, you know, heavy rock to help fight uh, erosion. 
Yeah, so here's an example of riprap on like the edge of a body of water to help against erosion. It's This one's just rubble, so it's just leftover concrete from some some construction site or yeah. something that they shipped over. And this is like drainage systems use it so that the constant stream of water from drainage doesn't eat away at the sa- or the the soil and mess up. That looks up. brand new. It's very clean riprap. Very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> really really nice riprap. This one is the modular riprap oh, I was talking about. Very like cool. That. They have a bunch of different types. Um this is the one that I thought looked more like a video game, you know, when things yeah. mess up. <laughs> you become digitized. Yeah. So, I thought that was cool. There's so, lots of them you could look up online. This is in Japan, I believe. Oh, wow. See, this looks German. Mm, well, looks very orderly it, and neat. If, if you look at the top of the rock over there, it's very Japanese. <laughs> also, I think the only German coast is the North Coast, and I don't think it looks a lot like that. So. Oh, okay. Is it beachy? Um, I've actually, so I've never been up there, step one. Uh, but I think there are lots of rivers and like, like not swampland, but, but transition land. I don't think there's like a hard coast. I think it's a transition. Oh, I see. Like into, kind of like a archipelago type of thing. I think so. Okay. I have to look closer. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm still looking at this photo and I just noticed for scale the boat in the bottom. Yeah. It's like a patrol boat. <laughs> I was thinking uh, much, much smaller. Yeah. These modular, these pieces are enormous. That. And that's part of the thing is riprap is actually expensive. Like even if you be, even if you buy waste rubble yeah. from a construction site, it's still you have to transport tons and tons, like thousands of tons of rock just to make riprap. So the transportation itself is very expensive. But yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw online that on average riprap costs like sixty dollars per square yard uh, when everything is said and done. So, so total sixty dollars per square yard. That's expensive. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. I, I'm pretty sure one of these things cubic is yard. a square yard. Maybe. I say cubic yard because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like concrete. Like when we, no, uh, you're probably right. Engineering. I just had to think about it and I think you're right. Well, it depends if you're, you know, surface or volume. But either way, sorry to interrupt so much. Coffee's coming, coming Woo. after me. Woo. Lighthouses in the water often have riprap to protect them from waves and also as an armor against like grinding ice sheets. So if we talk mm. about like standard rock, it could really benefit from some riprap. It couldn't because There's nowhere to it's put it. just just perched on a reef. A so concrete you, crib. You, you wouldn't be able to pile anything up against it because there's nothing to pile on. But that's kind of the idea is that if riprap was there, the ice sheets would not be hitting the lighthouse. They'd be mm. hitting the riprap and kind of disperse that energy. So here's a... Oh. I know that lighthouse. I had another picture and now I don't have it. That's Chicago. But an example of having riprap uh, against, actually, this is the one, against waves and ice is Round Island Lighthouse. And this is them adding riprap in um, 2020. And it was like, uh, there was a lot of suspense. People were very concerned that they were going to lose the lighthouse this year. This is in Michigan. So obviously, lots of ice happening. And winter was approaching and they were trying to fundraise to buy the riprap to put it around the lighthouse and so uh there was like this big moment where the riprap like pulled away from the harbor and everyone was like oh there's like this collective sigh of relief that (laughs) it was finally happening kind of fun that's awesome should cover this one a crane on a barge that's that's 
no doubt took another crane to load the riprap oh, yeah, on. Definitely. Probably from a truck. That's pretty wild. Yeah. A lot of handling for a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. So that's a good example. That's Round Island Lighthouse, if anyone wants to take a look. Sometimes riprap can be used as a bridge, like as a way to get to the lighthouse, and also as a blockage of water, especially for like the passage of ships. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what happened with uh, Chicago Harbor Lighthouse, is they blocked off part of the harbor from being passed by ships using riprap, so that you would have to pass through the opening of the harbor instead of going around, you know? Yeah. And you can see there's a a ladder onto the riprap, so it's kind of like used as a um, access point. Oh, wow. So the Chicago, because I assume there's a lot of answers to a lot of questions, but this particular case, do you know, is that for emergency use, the riprap byway, so, I guess I'll call it, the riprap bridge? Because it's quite long. It's, and yeah, it's precarious. not that it's like emergency use. I think the... I, I'm actually almost certain that they would use a boat to get out there, uh, mainly because like you can take boat tours that go right up next to this lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously uh, accessible by boat more than walking across this. And you, as a civilian or a normal human, you can't walk on here because it's private property or whatever, you know, yeah. government property. But obviously, you could pull like a boat up next to it and climb on. Like they, they obviously have thought about using it as right. a way to get on because they have this little access point. That might be another ladder. I see. Can't tell on the front side. Yeah, but, that's yeah, that's yeah. where boats I think get on. That's awesome. So we saw this lighthouse from Navy Pier. Mm-hmm. So this photo this is a great photo. It looks like a drone photo. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, probably. But the. Uh, for those who don't know, this is not far off of the end of Navy Pier. It's no, visible. you can definitely see it. Yeah, I, we took some pictures with it in the background. Yeah, we were going to take a tour to go right up next to it to see it. Oh, I wanted to so bad, but timing just didn't work out. I could have made it happen by myself, but I didn't. Someday. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I already have a pin for this lighthouse, so I count it that I've been there. As far as lighthouses go, this is not one of the harder ones to get to. No. Now, I don't know about setting foot on it, but oh, I mean, yeah. getting close on the boat. That's I did read online that Chicago. some people have walked across the riprap all, all the way to the lighthouse. I'm like, you guys are crazy. I would do it. I would too. I would if want it weren't illegal, though. yeah. <laughs> I'd get caught. I'm not very sneaky. Right, back to riprap. Lastly, it can be used as support for bases of lighthouse on caissons to assist in keeping it upright. And I talked about caissons, I think, in my either my first or second episode. A lot of the stuff that I covered in those History of Lighthouses episodes, I think, needs to be revisited because mm. I'm a lot better at research now, and I think I could contribute a little bit more to the subject. But, yeah, if you want to hear about caissons, you can look it up or listen to our episode. Or I might do another, I may do a history buoy on caissons. You could. Mm-hmm. How's it spelled for those who Google? C-A-I-S-S-O-N. Okay. Yeah, I definitely would have got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but example of this is Plum Beach Lighthouse, which I didn't... Uh, get a picture up, but you should look it up online. Plum Beach. It's a popular one as well. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. And that's Rip Rap. So now we know what our studio is all about. The it Rip is Rap Rubble. <laughs> the Rubble and named Rip Rap because it's a, a thrown together pile of stuff <laughs> that otherwise would be worth very well, little. But, but now serves an excellent purpose. That's right. That is the stuff. What a great metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll get into the lighthouse. Um, I mentioned we're British today, so oh boy, we're we're, we're... hi. We've got Joey entering the chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be British today. Um, 
I don't want to offend oh, all of the internet at once. No, I'm but. not. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're just being transported there. That's kind of the idea. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the actual look that we're going for. Great. So we're actually heading over to London. And oh my gosh, I forgot to look this up. It's the Thames River. Thames. Thames. <laughs> Thames. Are we sure? <laughs> uh, I would look it up as far as it's a, that's what it is. It says how to pronounce Thames. Thames. Wow. <laughs> that Thames. That would have been my absolute last guess. Anyway, the River Thames is the only water that comes into London. So it's relatively landlocked besides this river, which is a famous river. Like it's a it's a big one. Okay. It snakes 215 miles from the North Sea almost to the River Severn. I'm guessing on that one as well. But that's I think that's the biggest uh or the longest river in the UK completely. Okay. And then the River Thames is the Thames is the second. Wow. Okay, so the River Thames is known for being very easy water to navigate. Obviously, it's a river, so like lighthouses are very uncommon along rivers that mm -hmm. like go through cities. You wouldn't really need to worry about it. So naturally, lighthouses were never really needed along it, except for one, which just slipped through the cracks. And this is the Blackwall Lighthouse, which that is also known cool. as the Trinity Buoy Wharf Light. Whoa. <laughs> which you, you can guess it's on Trinity Buoy Wharf. It was built in 1864. It's brown brick, mostly shaped like a warehouse with like round windows and is right up next against the river. And it's the only lighthouse in London. That is wild. London's a very large city. So So here we go. Nice. Yeah. It's a very large area. And that's because it originally wasn't, it, it's, it was never really a functioning lighthouse. So we can go into it. Blackwall Point, which is what this is named after, Blackwall is the northernmost tip of Greenwich Peninsula, which is kind of the entrance to central London. It's like um, the river snakes around, and one of the big loops is the Greenwich okay. Peninsula. Legend has it that further upstream pirates were publicly hanged at oh. Execution Dock, and then their bodies would be hung in cages at Blackwall Point for people to gawk at when they entered central London. Wow. Yeah, so it's got like a little bit of dark history. It has nothing to do with anything, but... <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I take it. Yeah, that was before the building of the lighthouse. So. <laughs> okay, just, okay. Just, just uh, giving the land some dark energy. <laughs> Black wall. <laughs> originally, Trinity Buoy Wharf, which is in the Blackwall Point area, mm -hmm. was originally made for storing buoys and also had a bunch of workshops for testing, repairing, and making marine equipment. So it's always been a very nautical area. And the lighthouse itself, I saw different sources that there was already a lighthouse there and it was rebuilt in 1864. And then also some look, um, some sources that said that it was just built in 1864. But I did see a lot of things that said that it was rebuilt and it was originally Michael Faraday's workshop. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. He's the one who came up with the terms ions, electrons, Oh, he's like Faraday. Yeah, I have heard that name. Yeah. It's been a while, mm -hmm. sadly. He came up with the two rules of like electrolysis and stuff. Okay. <laughs> you could tell me whatever. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Physics two was not my strong suit. So let's just leave it at that. But anyway, he was a Faraday was a British physicist and chemist. And he discovered benzene as well. 
uh, worked in alloys and optical glasses and invented the world's first electrical generator. So he's got like a lot of stuff Man was busy. happening. <laughs> Man was busy. And like I said, he coined the terms ion, electrode, etc. And he experimented in his workshop, which was right next door to the lighthouse, and inside the lighthouse. Awesome. And he used the lighthouse exclusively for testing the feasibility of using electric lighting for lighthouses because using lamps and stuff yeah, he was, was that just guy. a pain in the butt. And this was in like 1850s. Crazy. Electricity did not come into lighthouses until far later than that. So, well, okay, worldwide, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to prove myself wrong immediately. It was obviously a, a, a spicy, exciting idea. Yes, we yeah, like, very oh. new. And he was he was employed by Trinity House, I think is what it's called, uh-huh. which was the British Lighthouse Board. Yeah. So he was actually being paid. I think he worked for them for over 20 years or maybe 20 years. I think we've heard of them before um, in the yeah. Bahamas. They developed a lot oh. of the lighthouses there. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Pretty sure. When okay, they were good. Yeah. I'm glad you know what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> the first lighthouse to actually use the electric lighting that he proposed was South Foreland Upper Light in 1857. So it started Not pretty early. Yeah. I don't know how long they kept it there or if they were just seeing, you know, like, let's test this and see what we need to change about it and we'll take it back out and yeah. all this stuff. But I didn't look deep into what that is. If we covered this lighthouse, they have a ton of history on it. And there's also another lighthouse, maybe even two lighthouses. It's like a, a trio of mm-hmm. lighthouses. So anyway, it's another cool one. It's also on my list <laughs> after seeing it on here. Faraday's only invention to ever be patented was designed in this very place and is a new type of chimney designed to stop lamp gases from combusting. So it was like he developed the new type of lamp that went in the lighthouses so that you wouldn't have soot build up and covering covering your light. Like someone wouldn't have to come by and clean it every 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So a chimney for um, a fuel lit lamp. Yeah. It's like yeah. a the chimney, the glass chimney part of the, the so lamp So keep it shape. clean yeah. without maintenance. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Can't believe that's his only patent. I was going to say, isn't that insane? And it's fun that it was invented here. He must have just hated paperwork. <laughs> He's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing If you guys care about it, you can do it, but I don't <laughs> care about it. He was in it for the knowledge, not for the, I don't know, the recognition. He's a philanthropist. He's already famous. So anyway, back to Lighthouse. <laughs> I just thought it was cool that such a huge name was here. Yeah, yeah. So after World War II... Uh, Blackwall Point, oh, sorry, Blackwall Lighthouse was used as a site to train keepers in. So it taught them, it taught them literally everything, like how to take care of the lighthouse in all aspects, how to cook, how to like take care of themselves on a lighthouse that doesn't have a lot of amenities. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's basically like keep being a keeper 101 was taught here. The lighthouse and the workshop are were closed in 1988. And so I couldn't find any information about whether or not this actually used to have a beacon up top. It doesn't now. Um, but oh, it, weird. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was just that they tested lights and like equipment and stuff up there or if it actually had a light. I don't think it did. So the size of the, I'm going to call it warehouse, mm-hmm. the shop is enormous in comparison to this lighthouse. Yeah. And we know lighthouses only need to be tall enough to be seen. On a riverfront, of course, yeah. that wouldn't have to be very high at all. But um, I almost wonder if it's because of the scale of it. The warehouse is really the main intent, you know, research mm-hmm. facility, manufacturing, yeah. 
testing and then the lighthouse is like an exhibit for testing yeah if that it's was like true. storing equipment and all of that and then maybe the lantern room was just where they tested stuff that they were making in the workshop that's probably the case um i really wanted there to be a beacon at some point but there's probably lots of beacons that went through this lighthouse just is, for very short periods <laughs> is that a curtain up there or is that a solid um uh, uh, the black uh, area in the light, the light room. Lantern. No, I think it's just the back. Like you can see, um, in the lantern room, there's some white bits that start to creep out around the uh -huh. side. That is solid all the way through the back, so it's not. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's not open Wh all the way around. Which would be true for a lighthouse that's Facing so close. Direction. Yeah, that's so close to the cities. They they would block it off yeah. where it's not needed, and so you're not flashing the city all, yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. 1988, the area was bought by London Docklands Development Corporation, and that's when everything was closed, so it was no longer used for storing buoys and testing equipment and everything. And they leased it to Urban Space Holdings in 1998, so it's about 10 years went by. Mm -hmm. Urban Space Holdings wanted to develop it as a cultural and like an arts center, which is what they're still doing today, and it's like known as the strangest area of London. So they wanted to, in the 2000-ish year, they wanted to make it a cultural arts center because that area of town is artsy? They they made it artsy. So like today, oh, it's They started with the lighthouse. Exactly. It's like, it's known as just the weirdest, like is this most bizarre area you can go to in London. So they built, they started urban space holdings. They started with building Container City, which is basically office spaces made from shipping containers and they okay. paint them really brightly um i guess i could pull up a picture of that there's it's one a, right there in the shot uh, yeah i could not find a lot of pictures of this lighthouse um i love that shot really i mean i mean google gave me half a page of results and then was like that's Here, crazy is this what you're looking for and it's the other lighthouse <laughs> that's so I'm weird like, no so yeah there's uh, not a lot of pictures of this lighthouse but it's still i guess a container painted decoratively there the green mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you're probably right uh, here yeah let me let me pull up a picture it's uh it's pretty crazy but it was a hit so they're working on container city too oh 2.0 <laughs> they're all office spaces <laughs> yeah it's like an office building made out of that's pretty cool actually container people have, city people have done houses and cabins and mm -hmm. lots of stuff out of containers uh, like the alaska bars that we were talking about yeah the sluice box mm -hmm. that's what yeah i was trying to think of it those containers are also called Connex boxes, uh, which comes from the United States military. I think it was World War II. Mm. We basically invented a way to ship our stuff or popularized it maybe. But yeah. This is cool. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, this is a container city. <laughs> but yeah, it was very popular. I really love the windows. And you can tell one of them is cracked open oh, and yeah. it's like, it does like revolutions. Uh, That's cool. Know. Very European. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it, but it's definitely one of the weirdest things. <laughs> What's this? Is it like a cat ladder going on at the bottom? Here? Yeah. Oh. You know, looking at this back porch with all their hummingbird stuff, I would say they would have a cat access point. <laughs> or raccoons. This place possums. is cool. <laughs> yeah, so they built this. Um, there's also a couple other strange things there. It has a 1940s American diner called Fat Boys, which is like beloved <laughs> by the area. They love it. And uh, it was actually sh like brought over from New Jersey. It was like originally in New Jersey. And they took the diner awesome. and moved it to London. That's awesome. 
it's cool too it's like uh mostly chrome has some red you know a classic and there's also a small shed called faraday effect i don't know anything about it it was just listed as one of the cool things it may have been like a like oh this is what faraday's um like office used to look like or something Hmm. it's just like this little decrepit building so maybe it's the actual office i don't know (laughs) It's not part of this business, this uh, office space? No, it's uh, just one of the cool things you can find near the lighthouse, okay. like in this area that's owned by the Urban Space Holdings. I guess we could pull up the, uh, I think I had another picture. Yeah. It was pretty. <laughs> Very fast. Did you catch it? Oh, oh, so close. I don't understand it. Okay. <laughs> you have to just make had to go the fast. sound. Yeah. Oh, there's a Pepsi sign in the back. Oh, Fat, Fat Boys. Boys. <laughs> there she is. So maybe it is right up next to it, or maybe they're just advertising. I don't know. It looks like it's part of the building, part of the warehouse space. Fat Boys. I want to go to Fat Boys in London. Oh, it looked good. It looked just really good. I mean, that's very American to go to an American diner in London yeah. while you're traveling, but I would do it. <laughs> I know. Why would we go to an American diner when we could just go anywhere? Listen, I go to McDonald's every time oh. I travel. Yeah. I've been to McDonald's all over the world. But that's because McDonald's are cooler in other places. Yeah. So it's like, oh, by comparison, this is neat. Yeah. You're really getting, like, Italy had a cool McDonald's. Yeah. Double-decker McDonald's. McDonald's in Switzerland was also double-decker. Yeah. And their bread that they had on the burger was incredible. (laughs) Incredible. Had breakfast at McDonald's in um, Galway in Ireland. That was neat. Highly recommended. Was it double decker? No, that oh. was only single level. Shame that. Well, they're just putting more effort into the space they have. They did have good sausages. The last thing that's cool about this area that uh, was mentioned was old Trinity is, is an old Trinity light ship that's turned into a recording studio. <laughs> what is that? That that ship we saw yes. the red. Yeah, ship? the red. So it's a studio recording studio. Yeah, music recording studio. What? Mm-hmm. How do you take an environment like a ship with hard flat walls yeah. that's floating. I don't know. And make it They've I had got a hard time with my out. basement. I know. <laughs> so although there is no need for a lamp in the lantern room, there is still a lot of history in there. And it is because Blackwall Lighthouse is home to Long Player. Have you ever heard of that? Long Player? Long Player. Mm-mm. It's a continuous 1,000 year long piece of music. What? Yeah, it was uh, generated online by musician Jim Piner, I think is his name. He's still alive. He took a recording. <laughs> a thousand he, year long? He took a recording song of Tibetan singing bowls and repeated it six times and then programmed Long Player to mix and match the notes in different durations and pitches and stuff to create music that never repeated for a thousand years. What? Mm-hmm. And so the lantern room of Blackwall Lighthouse is the first and now one of many um, playing posts where you can stand and listen to the music. It's been playing since December 31st, 1999. Wow. There, there's a, you, if you, I, I'll put the link in our show notes, but you can go to their website and it shows you, well, I guess I'll say they have in, in 2012, they put an installation of 234 Tibetan singing bowls in the lighthouse where a 1,000-minute-long performance of part of Long Player's piece was played by humans. And so it was just like, you know, 
playing it in real life. Mm-hmm. And so those bowls are still up there. You can go and look at them. And it's pretty cool. The long player website shows you if you were looking at this installation, which bowls were being used <laughs> for how long. That's you know. cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, and you can actually here. I have a seems next. very random. It is. It is random. I mean, people it's that's kind of what this area is all about. <laughs> Oh, cats are not happy about that. <laughs> Just listen to a little bit of long player. Also, this was the first. This is when it started in 1999. This is the first. That was part. the first note. Yeah, this is the first part of long player. It's incredible. Joey seems to like it. Bo is out of here. He poofed up. <laughs> so. So obviously he's he talked about it. He's not looking for melody. He's not looking for, um, you know, it sounding like music we want to hear. It's more <laughs> about its quality. It's quantity over quality. <laughs> but I still thought it was nice. Featuring Pitbull. what <laughs> featuring pitbull so the intent of the long music is to just never repeat yep for a thousand years mm-hmm. it's like everything that comes out of there is like a new a new thing hang on i'm pulling up the tibetan singing bowls yeah so you can see all of the bowls this is kind of what it's based on if you look at their website you can take a look and they have lots of excerpts of past um, when they played it in the past. Yeah. Neat. That's yeah. very unique. So it's supposed to end. Well, okay. The piece, the continuous non, um, non-repeating piece is going to end in 2,999 uh, at the new year. And then it'll start over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. That looks like a cool place for a pool table. In my mm-hmm. personal opinion. That's true. So yeah, this this installation's in the lighthouse, but not in the lantern room. The lantern room is just where you, the listening post is, where you can go and listen and just like hang out. They said it's a nice place to just look out over the city and over the water and just listen to some Tibetan singing bowls. Of course. And that's the end of Blackwall Lighthouse. Seems like a cool neighborhood. Yeah. Fun only, visit. Only lighthouse in London and a weird area. Oh, you oh in this picture you can see the top of Faraday effect. That's a little shed. <laughs> yes. Very tiny. I, re- I really do wonder what's in there. It would be a fun place to visit. That's all I got. Very nice. You're very, very focused the on. The London Lighthouse. <laughs> Black Wall. Cool name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Trinity I'm, Buoy Wharf Light. I am petting the cat um, because yeah, he, I want him to be quiet. He's highly focused on uh, giving Joey the good pets. It's working. I lost Bo. It made me sad. He got so scared. He didn't like the singing bowls. The long player. Yeah, he is not a fan. He po- his tail poofed up and he ran out of here. But anyway. Well, thank it. you. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you have any questions? 1800s? Because mm-hmm. 1850 was the light bulb experiment, right? Uh, Yes. Late 1850s, the light, not light bulb experiment, but the, you know, you know, the yeah, beacon. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the development of electric. That electric. one you mentioned that, that used it in uh, 1859. 57. 57. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that in England as well? Yeah, England. 
Whoa, it's in a cool area. I won't tell you Whoa. about it because we're probably going to cover it someday. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, no, I really appreciate that. I don't have any other questions. Great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you had a good time. Um, make sure you follow the link in our show notes. It's Linktree. It's a Linktree link um, that can take you to all of our social media accounts and where you can listen to our podcasts or send us a little coffee. We hope to see you next time on The Lighthouse. Thank you.